Welcome to Loving the Christ Life. I'm Brad Wilson. Welcome to another Loving the Christ Life. It's always a blessing to be coming to you each and every week with these very important messages from Warren Litzman about the In Christ message. As always, today we go back into the archives of the Christ Life Fellowship. Our thanks to Robbie Litzman as we do every week for allowing us to go in and pull out these wonderful, wonderful lessons that Warren left behind. Let's get right into it. Here's Warren. Greetings, dear friends. I'm Warren Litzman here in Dallas, Texas, talking to you around the world about Jesus Christ. You see, He's the great creator. God allowed him to be the one in charge of all present creation. And you don't touch anything or have anything to do in your life or in your hands that doesn't have to do with Jesus. All things are his. He is a part of everything created. He only lives and exists to get people into the Father's house. That's his only mission. He's not leading an army. He's not leading great number of churches to do this or that. He's leading hungry souls to get ready to go and live in the Father's house. That's the main issue. You may do it in the building. You may do it in the church. You may do it several other places. But that's really what God's after, people who will come and live in his house and have some knowledge of that. Well, you can't have that knowledge unless Christ lives in you. He is the best teacher there is. The Holy Spirit is also in you to explain to you the things that Jesus can do for you. How he can teach you. How he'll not speak of himself, but speak only of Christ himself. So, this is a message which I bring to you. The message is Christ. We're talking to you about the verses in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And we're at the 13th verse. 13th verse starts out saying, Which things also... We speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now, that's kind of a long scripture. But the real meaning of that scripture is that we don't get our message from man. We don't get our message from current events. We don't get our message from the things that happen in our life. Our message is not me. Our message is not something we have done. Our message is not even something God has called us to do. That can be elaborated too much too. Our message is very simply Christ. Christ. Like the verse that goes up, this 13th verse says, it says, the words which man's wisdom teaches are not of any value. But what the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. You see, man doesn't really know what's spiritual anymore. We, we live in a world where uh, great numbers of religionists really don't know what is spiritual. Spirituality is a lost vein in these days. There are people trying to do it by returning to Judaism. There are people trying to do it who are biting off bits and pieces of doctrines and ideas from the gods of stone and the gods that died, the gods that had no life, eternal life. You see, I could keep on just talking, but I'm trying to get you to see the importance of going to the Word of God. It isn't what I think about them, it's what the words say themselves 
and the Holy Spirit will help you to know how to think about them and what to do about them. The Holy Spirit, it says in this verse, says, <coughs> the Holy Spirit says in this verse that his purpose is to compare spiritual things with spiritual things. Now listen to me. God never intended that human beings would get their information from history. I don't believe. God never intended that we would get our understanding of life from human beings. That's the way I see it. God never intended that human beings be put under the control, whether religion, whether doctrine, whether prophecy, whether it is government, whether it is things that human beings get involved in today and they think this is it. No, you get your spiritual life from comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. With spiritual things. How do you get spiritual things? Spiritual things come to you when the scriptures open up to you by the help, with the help of the Holy Spirit. That's the way you get the understanding of what spiritual things are. Well, much in religion has discounted spiritual things. Spirituality means nothing to them. They want something that reaches people who are carnal, reaches people who are sinful, reaches people who are so dumbed down by existing religion that they'll appreciate it and stick, stick with them in their church, go to their church, do their thing. That's what's happened. But that's not spiritual things. Spiritual things are lost in that sort of idea. Somebody's always telling me, well, we're just not smart enough. It isn't you that's smart. It's Christ who lives in you who is smart. It is the Holy Spirit who teaches you who is smart. Somebody's always saying, well, I don't go for the old message because it's a new world and new things are happening to it. Where? Where is anything new happening? Electronics? Sure. That may become the biggest sorrow we have before it's all over. What is it that we've got today that's bigger and better than what the Word teaches? You see, it is plainly said in the Scriptures, that Paul's message belongs between the cross where Jesus died and the rapture where Jesus appears to take a people, catch them up and take them out of this world into the Father's house. That's how simple it is. That's the whole thing in a nutshell. But instead, we get lost in how to be good, how to love somebody, how to forgive somebody, how to read the Bible. We get lost in a hundred and one things that do not have any thing to do with us in this age. Our writer is Paul. Our message is Paul's letters. Our hope, our hope is that we be placed in Christ and our hope of glory is coming to the end in the Father's house. That's the simplicity of the message. Somebody says, well, that just doesn't work today. Why doesn't it? If it isn't preached, it doesn't work. 
If it's not in the Sunday school lessons, it doesn't work. If it's not in the people's Bibles, new Bibles cut out what they can. If it's not in their new Bible, it won't work. We'll be back to Warren in just a moment. First, I just wanted to tell you about a book. We've talked about this before. You can get it at our bookstore at christ-life.org. It's a great book. It's one that Warren was very proud of that he wrote. It's called Jesus Lost in the Church. What an incredible book and what an incredible lesson about what goes on and why this in Christ message is lost in the church. It's all right there in the Bible, and every week we bring it to you from a different message from Warren Litzman, and we really encourage you to go and find this book in our bookstore. Go to christ-life.org, look for the bookstore tab, and find Jesus Lost in the Church. Now, back to Warren. What makes it work then? What makes comparing spiritual things with spiritual things? What makes them work? First, you get into Paul's message. He was a spiritual man. He had no gain from it. He took no provisions from his message. He lived and existed to do what God told him to do because it was a new gospel, new salvation. It was a new time for every person who accepted Jesus as their personal savior. No beating around the bush with Paul. He goes straight to the point and he tells it constantly in his personal testimony. The life I now live is Christ. Isn't that straightforward? That doesn't tell you that Christ is sitting on the throne. He has Christ's spirit in him and he lives that life. Or he might say, I no longer live. Christ lives in me. That's straightforward. We got a long way to go, most believers, to get to that point. But striving, hoping, putting our trust in the Lord and letting the Holy Spirit move in our life, we come to these abundant things. Things that Paul is saying personally in his testimony. Like in Galatians 2.20, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, Christ liveth in me. Christ lived in him. Is that possible for anybody else? I read somebody's writings not long ago and they said, well, that's just Paul. That's just the way Paul lived. That's just the way Paul was. And all his letters are just what he thought and what he planned. You think God did that when he started with Paul, a whole Christianity, a whole new thing called Christianity? Do you think that he was just digging up something old? That there'd be something greater or better that came along? No, listen to me, friend. It works. God's plan works, and his plan is perfectly written in Paul's letters. Get you a Bible. Live in Paul's letters for months or years. I have. I can see exactly what God's planning to do today. What is he doing? He's planning on people accepting a new life. 
What is salvation? That's a new abundant life. How does it work? That new life works because Christ lives in believers. Paul would say, Christ liveth in me. Sure he does. That's salvation. The old fogey gospel is the one who says, now all of you that are unsaved in this meeting, come down to this altar and accept Jesus, and you can be one of us. How far that is from what the Word teaches. How far that is from what Paul lays out for us in this new dispensation of time. So I'm here to talk about these things because I don't hear many others talking about them. You say you're warped, you're too far out, you don't really believe the true Bible. Say what you want to, but I get what I get right out of the written word. Line by line, the way I study this Bible is to go line by line, and I learn from it. I learn from it. But let's go on here in the 13th verse. He says that wisdom comes from what the Holy Spirit teaches. You know, I've never seen so many fouled up lives as I see these days. Sometimes they're Christians. Their life is so fouled up. They're about to lose everything. They don't have a job and don't know how to work it out. They don't have money. They're in a hard place. And you know what's wrong? What's wrong is the Holy Spirit who lives in them has been ready to teach them every single time they had a thought about doing anything. About the Holy Spirit. What do you do about Him? He lives in you. He was given to you. He's your comforter. He'll take you through the hard places. He'll take you to the places where you need Jesus and where you can see Christ plainer than you ever have before. That's what gospel is all about. That's what this new gospel is all about. Somebody says, well, I sure don't believe in a new gospel. That's your problem. That's your problem. So you're going to get a gospel mixed up by a bunch of stuff in the Old Testament, which was glorious in their day, which was God talking to those people in that day. But he's not talking to people in this day through that. It's because we like what we like, and we hate to give it up because it kind of makes us disappear and makes Christ become all. Is that bad? Is that bad? When, when you get close enough to God and His Word and listen to what God's saying, teaching you during this day, are you afraid of losing yourself? Well, you ought to. You ought to. You were crucified with Christ. That's a pretty good way to get rid of yourself. Yourself is your present life where you are right now in this world. What about yourself? What's going to happen to it? How's it going to work out? It's going to work out where the Holy Spirit teaches you. God did not place Christ in human beings for human beings to run off and try to find a way to live that kind of life. You know why? Because he wrote it all in a book. In Paul's writings, we have it definitely. Just exactly how we ought to live and operate as human beings. 
You don't have to live in the mud, bogged down all the time. You have God talking to you in Paul's letters, in the shortest section of the Bible, only about one-fifth of the scriptures is Paul dealing with us. The other four-fifths, while it's good, wonderful thing God did, and uh, we can see how God worked in all of those things, but you can't get life out of it because our life comes from the cross. And we need a man who can preach and teach the cross. Out of all of them that wrote in the New Testament, Paul's the only one that gave any strong message on the cross. Gotta go. Be back later. God bless you. Bye-bye. We hope you've enjoyed another life-changing message from Warren Litzman. Boy, he was so great at dissecting this in Christ message, this Christ life, and bringing it to a level to where we can all understand it. These messages and his books and videos and other audio tapes are available at our website, christ-life.org. Go there, look under the bookstore tab, and you'll find it. Again, our thanks to Robbie Litzman for making this all happen so we can get these messages each week. Valerie Hill, thank you for the Twitter updates and the Twitter account you do for us. Tammy Laycock, thank you for the weekly reports regarding that week's lessons when people download the podcast and Teresa Ferraro, she's the best. She produces this show each week for the Christ Life Fellowship. Until next time, I'm Brad Wilson, loving the Christ Life.